0: Welcome to the three thirds back one third scouts podcast. It is a celebratory episode number fifty, and I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Mr. Ross Smith and Mr. Slammerman. How are we both?
1: Very well, very well. How are you guys?
2: Happy New Year. Happy I mean, New I was New just Year. about to say that. I, how late becomes too late? That's really, really weird <laughs> thing to say. Fifty episodes, eh? I mean, we we had so many plans for the fiftieth episode that just never materialised. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we might, we, I might revive that two thousand and twenty-one quiz at the end of at the end of this year. <laughs> I might do a bumper two-year quiz.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, Should we ask how how are people's Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a good bonfire night? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, how has things been, anyone? Who wants to give a brief synopsis of their last two months well, of their since, life?
1: So, since I last uh, saw you guys in person, since we, the, we last recorded the pod, I met Gary Neville, which was a very nice moment. Uh, oh, did he, you? Yeah, he was delighted, yeah. He, um, <laughs> was he it schedule scheduled meeting? <laughs> yeah. Well, so they sent an email around at work because he was doing a podcast with uh, for Radio 4, and uh, they were like, oh, we need someone just to, like, sort, basically sort of take him up from coming to reception and whatever and uh it was like 50 quid and the chance to meet Gary Neville I was like what a result so I, t- I turned up and then he shook my hand straight away which threw me because people don't really shake my hand anymore we're sort of in a post uh, we have the handshake hasn't really returned to my life uh, since since covid and I think he saw that I was caught out by the handshake and was like oh you're not allowed to shake hands and I was like oh, I'm just not used to it and then it was on the first floor, so I was like, oh, I, I just took, sort of started walking up the stairs. I didn't offer him the lift option, and then he stumbled on the stairs, and I thought, oh, like Gary Neville out for three months, because I could, I didn't even think to take him on the lift. But he was a very nice man. You know, he was quite pleasant to be around. It was all, uh, he, he was lovely. Did you have to stay
0: he... him, like getting water and stuff, or does he just kind of like? I got,
1: a, I got him a water. Yeah, I got his uh PR person a cup of tea. I told him where the toilet was at one point.
0: <laughs> he turned up with somebody from. He turned up with somebody from his PR to do a podcast.
1: Well, he's of an assistant type person. Yeah, oh, I right. yeah. I
2: don't know what the what what were they called? <laughs> Phil. Great, <laughs> <laughs> <Very crazy. laughs>
1: So, yeah, so that was like nice. Uh, what uh, at the weekend I went to watch Macclesfield Town at home against Skelmersdale, top of the league clash. North West, was Robbie, yeah, was Robbie there. Well, so I didn't see Robbie, but he would have been there, I suspect. I watched most of the second half from there's like a sort of put bar bit that's inside and was warm, and it's because it's like glass, so you can basically watch the match. And it crucially, they serve double pints. Oh, double, so, double pint. What in one? In one like in one big, yeah, plastic cup.
2: Wow. Yeah. So you weren't I mean, just the Bovril mean, guy today. That's no, no, yeah, That's
1: the train that day. Luckily. Oh the, the trouble is, I bought a round for like five of us. It was forty-five quid. Oof! Well, one well, five that... double pints? Well, because that was the guess Actually, I bought 10 pints. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five doubles, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was about bit like, oh, right, yeah. Well, maybe we yeah, but that, that's kind of... Manchester prices.
0: Yeah, nine quid. At, well, no, it's is not, that night, is
1: it? Well, nine quid, is, yeah, four 10 pints, yeah. £4.50.
0: a p- Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, eh? I mean, it's never oh, well. cheaper than football, is it? But... It is a Presswick Jays. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you
1: bring your own.
2: <laughs> so, what beer was it?
1: Um, oh, I can't remember. I think it, don't might, say... have
2: been... it might have been don't Beer say... Moretti. Oh, I was going to say, don't say Carlin the charging. That no, that would have been...
1: no, it wasn't Carlin. They had, they had a sort of select. Oh, so some of them had Camden Pale, and I I had a Beer Moretti. Oh, right.
0: I doubled Carlin. Can I have a double Carlin, please?
1: <laughs> but... So, uh, in fact, our friend, Gaz Marshall, he asked me to get him a Guinness. So he would have had a double pint of Guinness, but he wasn't on. Yeah.
2: Double Guinness.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure I would have been able to carry it. I was going to say, that that sounds like it'd feel heavy, yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) And then
1: um, it was our anniversary on Monday. We went to the Ivy. It was lovely.
2: I oh. mm. <laughs> didn't see any, didn't <laughs> no. See any well <laughs> no it's okay, it's, it's okay with the
1: people there
2: alright <laughs> yeah, okay oh well very nice yeah we've well, had, had a lovely few, week, few weeks what have you guys been up to Cheddy have you sank any more hole in ones since we last spoke
0: no we've not been um, so there's obviously it's half terms coming up s- soon so that's probably going to be uh, we'll probably make a, a, a couple of maybe well maybe a couple of darts over um, but we did go. Oh, when did we go? We no, we went for his birthday, because I was having seen since his birthday. So we did go on his birthday, but we went to went to the one in the Trafford Centre. Um and um there was quite it, it was because it, it was obviously the kid, the kids were off like in between Christmas and New Year. it was really busy. So it took us ages to get round. Um and Esme was there as well, and Esme was trying to get trying to put it in as many as many goals as she could she didn't realize obviously the least amount <laughs> but then obviously we we got to the bit we got to the bit at the end and it's it's not quite the, the one of the tracks that it's not quite the same as the other one but i was like ashley was there so was there, and I was like what i said what's Grayson do this said, and and like you didn't do it and i was like oh i couldn't believe it so i i put too much pressure on, on the poor lad and then there was low <laughs> there was loads of people there because it's when you go in as well as when you come out and I put the ball down. I was like, I've done this a few times. I watched this, and I I didn't do it. I was like, well, that's an anticlimax, isn't it? You didn't just shout get, out to get... the whole place
2: as well. No, <laughs> I've done no. this a few times. Gather <laughs> round. I thought.
0: I thought because Grayson had gone first. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll see if he gets. I thought if he gets it in, I am in trouble because I thought <laughs> oh, we'll have to. I thought we might start getting a few people looking then, but no, there was a. There's, I think there's like a, a monkey statue in the corner, so we had a picture with that, and then and and then we were done. Um,
1: and Obviously we were off got, as well. It's got handy parking situation at the Trafford Centre, but in terms of what is the best course in in Manchester, would you say? Um, the best one, the best one is probably the one in the Printworks.
2: Isn't there a new there's, one
0: in the Arndale? Yeah, we've not been. I think is it called. I think put stars or something. We haven't been to that one yet. That might be what we might go there in half term. Um but I still have used all my tokens for the other one yet, so I still don't really want to pay pace somewhere. <laughs> I can't use the tokens. So. <laughs> I'm all tokened out. Um but yeah, and then we were off we were off as we were off as well on the uh, one of the weekends in January. I feel like we went we went with some food and we did something else after I cannot for the life of me remember what we did. My memory is horrific. So one of the one of the um, adages of old age clearly kicking in. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then Ashley's got Ashley's um, got a new job, so we oh. went to went out on Saturday to celebrate that. Um, went to some food, went to Campo Blanco on on Saturday. That was really really nice. Um, and yeah, Ashley's, Ashley's really excited.
1: Still, with, okay. still within the world of TK Maxx.
0: Yeah, she's going, she's doing like a like a field role and stuff now. So she's not she won't be she won't be based in a shop, but she'll be um she'll be like visiting different shops and visiting head office and working from home and just doing different bits and pieces. So
1: And um, is, that, is that a Monday to Friday gig? Nine to five. Yeah, I think
0: pretty much so, yeah.
1: Oh, so, so a real game changer for the for your household. Yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. So um so yes, yeah, so it will definitely it'll definitely help with um weekends and stuff like that and um, I think uh, well, we're, uh, we're both looking forward to the fact that one of us has got has got weekends off obviously that's not going to be me but um, just being able to have a bit if I've got a weekend off it's not because we won't then have to wait like a month before we get to see each other properly in the weekend so we'll get to see each other more and more over the weekend and stuff and especially if I don't do a full weekend like I've had a Sunday off and stuff like that then we'll both be off on that Sunday so. Um, so yeah so it should be it should hopefully be really good
1: Blinder also got a promotion at work. It's since we've yeah. so it was very, very exciting for us. And now, so at the moment, she already she already works shifts, but now she's going to be working like more irregular hour shifts. And like one of her shifts starts at five a.m., like, which she was telling me about. But because I often start at four thirty, like I think I'm just instinctively not particularly sim- like I, I'm not always as like, sympathetic. Like probably should like she was like five a.m. In my head, I was thinking, oh, yeah, a bit of a lying. Yeah, what, what are we doing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you just go to normal, start, starting work at normal times, 5 a.m., I think is quite a, a fronting thing to hear.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be good. How about you, Ross? Uh, no promotions in our house, unfortunately. <laughs> that's when you've got um, two
1: fly flyers
2: already, that's the trouble, isn't it? I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm trying to think. What I'm not—we've not really done much. Claire had a birthday. Um, didn't really do a lot for that. So I mean, you'll know that as well, Simon, aren't you? This, the, the post-Christmas birthdays are a terrible. Yeah, we went to terrible-
1: the, uh, for my, so for mine, which is very close to Claire's. We went to that Italian place on Very Old Road, opposite Heaton Park. That's sort of quite new. La well, I, I, I say quite new. I don't know how new it is, but I, I'd not been to it before. There, there was the pub. There was an old, yeah, it was like quite an intimidating old man pub.
2: Yeah, and that was quite a what fun. What's Italian it called, Ross? La quia or something. It's the. It's called. It's like the eagle in Italian, I think. Where's that on Berry Old Road? Yeah, you know where. Yeah. Uh, you know, opposite the Park, but there's the big pub that used to be there, but the road kind of goes up a hill. Yeah, is, so that, is that church?
0: Oh right. I th- and then so there's I, think, I think
1: old man pub next to it.
0: I think one of Ashley's friends has got a birthday Somebody mentioned that. I thought it was
2: I thought that was I thought it was in town. No. Mm. I've been recommended that a couple of times actually. It was That'd nice. nice. Fair, yeah. Um yeah. No, so so we didn't do much of that. And then basically I've just been Teddy's back into playing football. Um becoming the most aggressive man on the planet when he steps onto the pit football pit. Taking right after his dad. <laughs> the referee called him over on Sundays to have a have a quiet word with him about his tackling. And so I was watching thinking, All right, well he's he's not doing anything too bad. But then Teddy started arguing back and I thought <laughs> this isn't uh this isn't the way it should go. And then, uh, yeah, I can't, I've not really done much else, to be honest. Oh, I'll tell you what I have done, because I can't, uh, obviously with Teddy's football Luke's football and swimming lessons and things, uh, getting down to play for Dynamos has been trickier and trickier. So I've now been invited to start playing Vets football on a Sunday afternoon. So I've played two, ga- two games of Vets football. For the, for, for the Dynamos? No, no, no! For a completely different team. For fails. Oh with, right. Fails with Villa vets. They're called. And how old so is uh, to, to be a vet? I was going to say, how's it feel? He's there. Thirty-five. I think you have to be. So I'm not quite old enough yet. But, but I think but, you're allowed. Have they seen you play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, well, He fits in. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I play I played two games now. Played the last two weekends, and we. Drawn two all each time, which, considering when I started, their record before was lost four, drawn one. I think to draw two games that I've I'm, I'm taking that as quite a quite a victory. And I've pretty much oh, played I, the I, four games.
1: Are you enjoying, presumably, it's a, it's a long time since you've been the young whippersnapper.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm, No one looks at me and goes, Ross might need to come off. <laughs> Everyone looks at me and goes, Ross is set for the full 90. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's quite nice. I mean, the first time I played, we played on a grass pitch, and apparently they normally play on Astraturf. So it was a bit of a muddy grass pitch. So it was a bit heavy on the old legs. I've never seen so many hamstrings go in a 10, 15-minute period, as I had <laughs> in that. Literally, every two minutes, someone would be on the floor, sticking their hands up, going, ref, ref, just give me a few minutes. <laughs> The game must have lasted about three hours, the amount of stoppages. It was ridiculous. (laughs) How
1: old were the older players?
2: So the first game we played three at the back and I played left side of the three and the centre half playing in the middle of the three, he was 53. Um, But he was one of our best players. And then the centre midfielder just ahead of him was 49. And I think the keeper was in his 50s as well. So there's a fair few, though, that are older. I think most the, of them are late 30s, to be honest.
0: And is there a but, bit of need, or Is it all quite... Is everybody
2: uh, on stage now? It's a little bit of nothing. Nothing. It's all for show more than anything. It's not It's not that bad. So, but I quite enjoy it. You get a lot of time in the ball, I can tell you that much. It's quite nice when you go from Sunday morning football where <laughs> everything's just run at you and hit you as hard as you can to... you got loads of time in the ball. So, yeah. And they they can only, they only play like I mean they we played the last two weekends but normally it's a game every other week or something because they need they need a big break in between to recover. <laughs> so so yeah. another, another
0: another five years and you'll qualify for walking
2: football. What you're off? I'm quite looking forward to walking football to be honest. My uh, my 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 beer belly's got big enough then. Be quite happy. Yeah, so Vets football, that's where it's at. Quite enjoying well, it. Well, that's well, like, well,
1: te- that is the, the transfer story I wasn't expecting to hear about on this. Oh,
2: no, yeah. Well, I tell you what, uh, just before, well, when the first game I played, the, um, I was thinking, you know, obviously, you're a bit nervous whenever you sign up to a new football team. You never know what the standard's like. Other people can tell you it's crap, can't they? But then if it's actually crap, is a different matter. So I turned up and then he, the guy runs the team brings over the, the three who were playing at the back and he goes, right. And I think, oh, this is new. Like, don't normally get this. Like, individual things that he wants to see from us. What I don't want you to be afraid of is the big, long ball in behind the defence. And I thought, oh, God, is this the standard? Just get it and lump it long and chase after <laughs> <to> it. <laughs> so ever since he said that, I thought, no, I'm all right for the standard-wise. I can I can fit right in here. <laughs> so... So, so, yeah.
1: like, how
2: old's the manager? I mean, he must be in his he's not either, uh, No, he's he's just late 30s, I think. I don't know. I don't know how they come about. I think there's only four other teams in the league. Oh, right. So they all kind of know each other. So, yeah, it's all...
0: A bit like Scottish football. They play each other four times a year.
2: Yeah, I think that's kind of what it is, yeah. So that's when you said about, like, is it aggressive? Everyone kind of pally because you see each other that often
0: yeah
2: so yeah good and I realised nice. Simon I spoiled your big link didn't I oh yeah yeah <laughs> just jump, jump right in with your transfer story it was going to be a nice segue <laughs> into what we were actually going to oh, talk well, I
1: was, just, I was just crossing it in to see if cheesy wanted to head it in at the back post but uh, no. <laughs> Went out for a throw at the other side, didn't it?
2: Well, that, I'm talking about because I've been defending for vets, I'm, I got in and booted it clear as far away <laughs> I as the coach, yeah,
1: I could, didn't I? feel like David Beckham when he had to play with Diego Forlan in the middle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Cheeser. I'm,
0: I'm out of touch. Um, <laughs> right, so we've got. so. Obviously, that uh, for us not to do a, a podcast in the month of January means that we've missed the entire of the January transfer window. But we will, we will start there. Um, we'll,
2: we'll say that was planned. Yeah, we didn't uh, want to do
0: little little roundups each week. We've got to yeah, do, we a do a want full roundup
2: straight away, do we? So,
0: <laughs> so we, we've got we've got a lot to talk about. So we will um, start with the, the big movers and shakers of uh, of Newcastle. Um, so we'll have a break. Uh, we'll come back um, and we will talk about um, Newcastle's. Uh, one hundred million pounds worth of uh, of January transfer window signings. Welcome back to the three thirds, Mike one third scales podcast, and we will start with the January transfer window and uh, the big movers and shakers of Newcastle. So, how many how many total signings of Newcastle made? Is it five? So we'd started with. Kieran Trippier. Chris Wood. Col oh, Madrid. Then was it Chris Wood? And then <laughs> Bruno.
1: Then DMRF. there was a bit of a gap, wasn't there? I mean they yeah. sort of I thought they would have, I thought they were really going to splurge money early doors, but they did then seem to spend quite a lot of time negotiating, trying to find the right guys, didn't they?
0: Well they want they seem to want the same half, didn't they? Yes. And there was, was it Sven Bottman from Lille, and then there was Diego Carlos from Seville. Um, and then there were a couple of other centre-halves that popped up um, and then they'd wound up with Dan Byrne from Brighton
2: I well I mean it's I think, uh, oh, if, uh, I, think they've, I think they've had a good window would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think they've kind of been sort of boringly sensible, haven't they? You know, I I thought they'd be it'd be a bit more chaotic, a bit more like let's try and get Coutinho, let's try and sign Robinho. You know, get I thought they'd be sort of signing sort of washed up superstars from five years ago who were looking for one final payday and sort of duping the owners into being like, oh, you've got a chance to bring Kaka to Newcastle or something like that. Or Obama Yang. young. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I thought Dembele at Barcelona. I thought they'd be trying to go in for these kind of uh, glamour signings. Um, but I think that, yeah, they are. they all sort of quite sensible signings that, on the sly, make Newcastle look, you know, quite a bit stronger. And now you're thinking, yeah, they probably, they probably will stay up now. And and all I really want is for Newcastle to get relegated. I think it'd be really funny, but. Well, apparently, they've one
0: of the things they've said is there's no there's no relegation clauses in any of these contracts. So if they do go down, then Bruno gimarash is going to be playing central midfield for a championship club.
2: <laughs> I think the one thing with it, like like you're saying, in some ways, well, there's an argument to say, oh, like you're going on, there's no big superstar. There's an argument to say City, when they first got took over, one of their first windows, they signed Rubinio, didn't they? Yeah. which Rubinho was, a bit was of a, the big... Yeah. That was the big marquee signing. Is there an argument to say maybe they have been too sensible and they've almost missed the boat to say we can attract the big stars because if they go next season and just survive, what does the summer transfer window like if they haven't got big name in early do you know what I mean are they then yeah. just going to I continue can... to attract these mid-level players or
0: I don't know because I think I think with somebody like that and I mean I can't, rem- I can't remember life me who City had it at one point but you, I think like the you know the crazy um, like skillful player like they've already kind of got that internet maximum and you think if they were going to sell him somebody would pay I don't know 40 million quid for him so they've kind of got that type of player They've obviously brought Chris Wood in, who was somebody that they didn't have. And I thought was a bit of a left field signing, uh, considering that it was Callum, They were trying to replace Callum Wilson, who, who who's out and maybe be out for the season. So they need somebody that scores goals. But then, I mean, everybody says that Newcastle's problem has been the defence. Um, and they've signed a new right back, they've signed a new left back. Matt Target and they've signed an, an, a new central defender. And I think Lascelles is the club captain who looks like he's going to play in the other as, as part of the back four. Gimarash will probably play in midfield alongside Shelby. And then they've got Wood and um, saint Maximan and whoever else they want to play in the wings to kind of, and on and whatever to try and score the goal. So they, I, I think you're right. I think they've been probably. Well, I thought clever is the right word. It depends how they all gel. I mean, it wasn't like Trippier came in and made a huge difference. I don't know he, he only one signed in, in a team that was pretty poor anyway. But how long is it going to take them to get up to speed? I mean, some of Newcastle's performances haven't been amazing, um, and they've—I think they've got some pretty. Are they not? They play Newcastle. play Everton next. Yeah, Everton. On I think, Tuesday the eighth. Yeah, so they've got some. I think they've got a couple of. of, of of really important games um, that if they are going to stay up then that's what that's what they're going to need to they're going to need to kind of hit the ground running so and like three signings on deadline there three signings with two, with two like a week to go they really would have wanted them in surely before they went on to this trip to Saudi Arabia that they've done for the warm weather training mm-hmm. that's the bit that I don't that's the bit that I don't get is why wait till the end of the end of the window because as soon as surely as soon as uh, Luca Dean goes to Villa Surely Villa will, will, will allow Target to go. So I don't know.
2: It depends on it, price, think... though, doesn't it? Well, it depends on if, yeah. you know, obviously, everyone knows it's got this money and whether they're trying to second the fools or not. Because apparently, that's why uh, the Lingard deal didn't go through, isn't it? Because United want something ridiculous like a £15 million loan fee.
0: I think they said it was. I think they said nine. It was nine million in loan, and they wanted to pay all of his wages or something, which worked out that it would have been. Something, I don't know maybe six million might be a bit too much. But what, yeah, the whole cost of the whole thing um, would have been something like fifteen million quid, and um, you know, Newcastle will like. Well, no, we're not we're not paying that, which is a bit of a. I don't know, a bit of a shameful guard but he's.
2: Uh, I mean, there's a lot of talk. I was listening to Talk Sport on the way on today, and they were saying like. It's a bit of a shame Newcastle didn't get Lingard in because he would have been like a big marquee signing for Newcastle. And I'm thinking that's not marquee, is it? And Jesse Lingard's not a marquee player, is it? I know. Uh, I yeah. Just when
1: when you hear Newcastle going to be the richest club in the world,
2: you're not thinking, "Oh wow, p- players like Jesse Lingard will go there now." Yeah, yeah, somebody can't yeah. get on the United team. <laughs> And when that
1: didn't work out, they tried to get in De- Delhi Alley and sort of goes Everton. You think, well, oh, Delhi Alley's
2: been rubbish for three years. <laughs> yeah, well, so uh, just before we move on to Everton and Delhi Alley, obviously, with that talk, I I, I think it's been, like I say, it's been very sensible. They've strengthened a lot of key areas. They've done well. have got Trippier in, who's got Premier League experience. Matt Target, I think he was Bill's player of the season, wasn't he? I think yeah, I think he
0: was potentially pushing for an England England spot.
2: So that's a good buy as well. Dan Byrne playing in a Brighton team that are doing quite well. Uh he's a Geordie as well, isn't he? Or he's a Newcastle yeah. fan. So that makes sense. He's got someone in. I mean Bruno Bruno has no idea what he's gonna be like, but there's a lot of thought that that's quite a bit of a coup for Newcastle in the position they're in. And to be honest, anyone's gonna improve Newcastle's midfield, aren't they? Uh, when they're still relying on long staff brothers. Every now and again. And then the only one that's a bit of a surprise, like you said, Cheesy, was the Chris Wood one. But do you reckon that's just kind of, do you reckon, Simon, that's just more of a, we're going to steal one of our rivals' goal scorers?
1: Yeah, it felt like a, a real opportunity to just damage Burnley, didn't it? And it's almost, I'm not sure he's going to be banging them in. The, the what, I, what I would say is, I think their squad was so rubbish at the start of January that even by adding these players, in a way, you sort of feel all right. Now you think that, that that sort of starting lineup that Cheesy went through then sounds pretty solid, but you're only a couple of injuries away from Kieran Clark playing again or you know whoever. And you know, it's not like they've signed a bunch of sort of Champions League level players who you think they're going to come in and at, at some point they'll click and they'll be able to like put a run of 10 games together. They've still got basically they've now got a mid table Premier League squad, haven't they? Given yeah,
2: they've
1: got a Southampton, yeah. haven't they? Oh. Yeah, and they are, you know, in the league table. And they are still like sort of six points back, aren't they? So they can't. They sort of need to have a needs to be sort of six points better than than their rivals over the rest of the season or whatever. And and you know, some of the rivals down there have have you know improved. So it's it's not you know it's not cert- guaranteed, but they're looking. A much better place than they were at the start
2: of the, than they were a month ago. So, just on carry on a Do you think that? Um, do you, so you, do you think they'll survive? Yes, I'm gonna say no.
1: You still think they're going down? Oh, still I don't think will go well. down. Eddie Howe can't. Eddie Howe sacked before the end of the season. Rafa Benitez in,
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that, no, well, is that is that your sensible hat on, or just your new, wanting <laughs> Newcastle to get relegated hat on? So, what think going to happen, Ross?
0: That's got <laughs> that's got Rafa all over. There'll be no money. there no money at the end of the season because they're in the Championship.
2: They get they get promoted. He <laughs> get sacked after six games. Well, well, I mean, if we take that they're going to survive, then yeah. If we take that as just that, well, that's where we're going from, and that will happen. How many windows before? Or oh, how many seasons, do you think, before you actually start, start to see? Well, the trouble is, it, but the thing is, I suppose, if they do actually stay up, then
1: in the summer, they're saying to players, look, Champions League this year. Whereas this, at the moment, they were saying to players, come to Newcastle, very real chance you might be in the Championship next season, you know, if this goes wrong. Which isn't a very attractive proposition. Now you're saying, gonna two, maybe, you know, yeah, you know, things are getting serious. So I think they might be able to get a better quality of pl- a better quality be- who's prepared to go there summer.
2: So what do you so think their transfer strategy should be in the summer then? Do you think it should just be to buy from clubs around them? No. Just, they I, need, I, need no a, I think they, you, I, I, I need think you want to
1: elevate yourself.
2: They need yeah, do, you not, like, do you not think, they like, have- maybe go for, like, Ruben Neves at Wolves? And, I don't know. Or a James Ward Prowse at Southampton or potentially, yeah. I think
0: they need they're, they're probably going to be buying if you think if they're going to buy for the Premier League, they're going to be buying what mid level,
2: yeah. If that's what I'm saying. Like the- buy the buy the, buy the who've, who've been there and done it, and you know that you can rely on them, but they've got no, the prospect. I
1: think, be, and... I think they'll be trying to, I'd be thinking Mbappe and Dembele. <laughs> No. Uh, that's the market that's, that looking
0: that's, to I think they need to elevate themselves to the to the 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 better the, uh, you'd probably say plays in the England squad, not necessarily the best players in the world, but like I don't think they'll be after Declan Rice in the summer. Like I don't think Newcastle will be able to go up is ninety million quid, we'll try and get Declan Rice, who could ultimately be, be in Newcastle's midfield for, for the next ten years and take them to however much glory that that they want. Whereas what who you just mentioned about James Ward prowse is a very realistic that they that they might just go and pick off the best players and the rest of like it might be you think about it might be Raul Jimenez from
1: Wolves. But they think, say, well, if they do stay up, they're not gonna be thinking, Oh, next season, let's hopefully finish tenth, are they? I know, but they've got yeah, to build an that's entire that's... team in a window.
0: You can't just get an entire I and mean, you think about how much money it would ultimately take to get you into the top six. You think about even. but what's like, the point in, having all that money if you're not going to? I mean, they can't just
2: spend it all in one go. Yeah, Why but not? in in the summer they're not going to. So the current top, like in the Euro- Europe City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United, West Ham, Arsenal, Tottenham. We're going to suddenly build a squad that's better than all them. Even West Ham now are buying
0: thirty million pounds central at centre halves. They're not. They're not going to be able to spend thirty million. I mean, they'll probably be able to buy. A, 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 they need a goalkeeper. They probably need another centre half. They need they absolutely need somebody to put the ball in the net, which will not cost which will cost them an arm and a leg because they know they've got money. And they need somebody else playing midfield. Because John Joe Shelby is not the answer to whatever question anybody ever wants to ask.
2: <laughs> but they might be so worth going after like uh, Zaha. No, well. they've got a set
0: maximum you don't want another one. You need to, you need somebody to put the ball in the net. That's what they need. They need somebody to they, they would
1: have been better off signing Jermaine Defoe, who's going to Sunderland. I reckon it'll be on the phone to Mino Raioli. Does Harlan fancy does being Paul, the Does Paul fancy... <laughs> no. Yeah. They can have Pogba.
0: Yeah. The, the greatest Connie ever pulled was convincing people Paul Pogba could play football.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what happens. I, I mean, it shakes up the... I mean, the fact that... Um, Pre uh, this international break, Norwich had won the last two games. Newcastle had won a game. Burn- who did Burnley draw with? Burnley picked up the draw against City, Arsenal. didn't they? Oh, Arsenal.
0: Ar- Arsenal. Yeah. And Burnley have got so many games in 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 hand.
2: Yeah, they've got a few games in hand. So if they nick a win, then it all starts to bring it together. But have you um, seen
0: who B- signed to replace Chris Wood? Somebody who's taller than Chris Wood.
2: You're not disconnected. Oh, perfect!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just went quiet.
2: Um, yeah, no, that yeah about Veghorn, haven't they? Yeah, he's about six foot seven. Yeah,
1: they're so good. The uh, haven't
2: they? Yeah. So then, geez, uh Simon, you're saying Newcastle's got out. Who's still going down with them? I think obviously I think Wat, is... Watford. Watford sacked Ranieri recently and have Roy Hodgson in. Do you think that makes them more or less likely to stay up? I think it makes them more likely to stay up. I won't, I'm not
1: confident, though. I, I think Norwich are having a bit of a bounce at the moment, but ultimately I, I still see Norwich going down. And and then it's a bit of a toss-up between Burnley and Watford, maybe. Um, I think the others have sort of... I, I just think Everton will... Pull, I'm not a big fan of Frank Lampard, but I think they've, there's just so much quality there that surely it will. They will pull clear. I think Brentford will have and will be able to have sort of got a bit of a cushion and we'll be able to keep out of it. The same kind of with Leeds as well. So I I sort of see it as a it it feels a to me, it feels a bit like it's Burnley's time to go down. I think you can only cheat the system for so long and you know, they're not really a Premier League club, are they? And I think they'll eventually be gonna get found out and I think this season might be it.
0: The worst thing for Burnley was obviously Newcastle getting taken over. That was the worst thing for Burnley because Newcastle would probably end up, it was probably Newcastle's turn to go back down again this year. Yeah. I think, I think, I think what happens with Leeds will be, I think what happens with Leeds will kind of dictate what happens to them. But they did, the fact that they beat West Ham was massive, huge for them. Yeah. And then I think Emerson have got too many goals in them. I'll tell you, Newcastle probably should go after in in January. Yeah, Calvert-Lewin.
2: Yeah, that would be a good signing. So, obviously, we mentioned it before. Newcastle-Everton is the next game then. Do you not think... Obviously, you said Everton love a bit too much. Newcastle win that. Lampard gets off to a losing start against the relegation rival. Do you not think that could be interesting for Everton? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely could be. I'd, my insist is that they will just find a way to stay up. But I mean, they kind of could do with Donny Van Der Beek and Deli Delhi Ali. Who I'm not hundred percent sure how you fit them both in the same team. To be honest with you, um, you're asking a point. lot of Alan, aren't you? Well, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, decorey has been their best player this season, and I know he's out injured again. But it's like all of a sudden, where do you end up putting? Where do you put Decorre, or is he going to play Ali off yeah. Calvert Lewin and?
1: Well, if he's going to play Richarlison as well. Yeah. So he's sort of he's got a lot of players to fit in there. I mean, De- De- Alli is such a bizarre career that he's had the way, you know, he looked like he's going to be sort of the future of England back in what that would have been sort of 2008 World Cup, 2018 World Cup. I was going
2: to say 2008. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has and been in bad
1: form for a while. But I mean, he's, he's been in bad form ever since that 2018 tournament. And, you know, he, he He's, he's, he's only about twenty five, isn't he? you Feel like yeah, he's sort of like 25. last chance saloon. This is his last his last hit of the big time, but he's just dropped off a cliff, hasn't he? I mean, I don't, he clearly needs to get out of there. You know, they've had a, quite a lot of managers. None of them in it is now. I
2: don't. Well, the, know only, but... the only reason they've signed him up permanently yeah. is because they have le- reached their loan quota, haven't they?
0: Yeah, because the they his...
2: so the, the only way to get him in was, to, was a permanent deal.
0: Benitez had brought in Anuel Ghazi, hadn't they, Just before they, they binned him off, and he was one of the loan quote. for the they've got him on loan for the rest of the season from Bill. I
1: tell you what was weird with with Everton is they spent quite a lot of money on a left back, they sold Luca Dean and then signed a different left back under Mi- and basically because, whatever it was called. Yeah, basically because Rafa Benitez has fallen out with Luca Dean. But then sacked Rafa, which you know sort of seems inevitable. But you do sort of feel like if they must have known in the Reds, or oh, look. are going to sack you. Yeah, if, if the fixtures. If it, we don't get a, you know winning the next game or whatever, you'd think well, if that was your plan, you might as well say to him, actually, we're going to keep Luka Dean because he is a good left back.
0: Well, they, <laughs> okay. I think they were saying whoever was advising Luka Dean should have been you. You will out. You will absolutely outstrip the manager, like. Like just just sit tight, and two weeks later, he would have been. He would have still been in. He would have still been in the team. And if everything, Everton have made themselves weaker by doing that, and made a potential rival in Villa stronger, it doesn't didn't make any. It just didn't. The, the whole thing just didn't make any sense. Apart from Villa, who got a relatively decent player for twenty million quid.
2: I mean, just getting back to the um, the Deli sign signing. I think that's a terrible, terrible signing. Where well, is does he play? Wrong?
1: You haven't spent that much money on him, have you?
2: Because you just have to just not play him. No, but then you've just got someone littering your team, just not doing anything again. It just it's not. It's not a. I wouldn't even say like it's a. Oh, it's a. Look with Frank Lampard's coming and look at the type of. I mean, there's a lot of talk about oh, he's. he's Delhi alley has been attracted because Frank Lampard's coming, but I'm thinking if that's. That's the level of player Frank Lampard's attracting. It's not a coup for Everton. He's not gone <laughs> from one of the top teams down to Everton because he thinks there's a real project there. He's been bought basically because he's at Tottenham. He's not played a single game. And well, Everton it are desperate, aren't they? But he, like you say, what 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 has Delhi Alley done in three years? He's hardly played a game properly. I think one of the problems Delhi Alley has got is because of the way this
1: deal seems to be structured, it's very much like, oh, if he pays, plays twenty games, you have to pay extra million, and then however oh, many more games. So it's going to be one of them. If he's not doing well, ever we get played. Ever, yeah, Everton, It's not like you can just like, oh, you know we'll give him time, we'll bring him off the bench. Everton are going to be thinking, oh, every time we pay, this is every time we bring him off the bench for five minutes, this is costing us. So he's going to. If it doesn't work out for him quite quickly and hits the ground running. They are just going to have to like cut him out in the cold, aren't they?
0: Did you see that meeting with him and Lampard in the kitchen at Everton?
2: Oh, with the big, with the hug.
0: Yeah, he didn't look very happy to be there, did he? There wasn't a bounce (laughs) in that step to meet Big Frank. I was like, oh, he doesn't look like he wants, he doesn't look like he wants, he looks like he wants to be at Everton slightly more than he doesn't want to be at Tottenham.
1: (laughs) But now he's just with the the best player in the league, hasn't he? I think he I
0: think he would have I think I think I would have just gone I mean he's obviously agreed, he was having his medical and you kinda of think that he so far down the line he couldn't have gone. But players have stopped medicals before to go to a different club. So I don't know. I don't know whether I think if I I think if Newcastle would have nipped it around, I think I would have had better, better
2: I, think I, I just say, to be honest, I think that the whole Everton situation. They've got Van der Beek in who I think he's still I know like... um during our Christmas New Year break, uh, did you see the tweet that United put up saying Vanderbeek's Beek's making his fiftieth appearance for the club? When well, I thought he can't <laughs> played fifty minutes for the club, let on made fifty appearances. Fifty um, appearances, yeah. But you think out he's he not played; he just comes on for two minutes here and there, doesn't he?
1: Well, for uh, all we appearances, all, we did we did get into the Europa League final last year. He must have played a lot of those group games, would not yeah. he? Yeah. You You're sort of churn up a few appearances that way. Double
2: but, I, but although he's although he's a he's apparently made fifty appearances for United, he hasn't in reality. As he? he's, he's he's played a handful of games here and there, never had a run to actually see what he's capable of. So Everton signing it, I, I you can't say whether that's going to be a good signing or a bad signing because it's not like he's it's not like he's flopped for United. But well, at the same time, it's not like he's, he's really
1: perfect.
2: Um... Perfect
1: loan signing for Manchester United, in, in as much as it's a real chance now for us to see what he's got, isn't it? And, you know, presumably he is going to play, and you know, at the end of the season, he will have had a solid run of playing in the Premier League, and in which case, you, you know, you'll be able to take an take an assessment of, oh, is he worth United giving him a go? Do we just need Oh, is he not and we need to cut our losses? Yeah, but I'm not being funny. Yeah, if you were Donnie Van der
0: Beek, would you be thinking I'll play well and go back to United? He's thinking I'd play well, I need to get out of here. Well no, like, no, no, just you seeing that Lingard. manager. We just seen that with Lingard next next last year. I went to West Ham, I scored I scored nine goals in twelve games. I come back to United, not even not even
2: started, not even playing yeah, like United the top of the league. Yeah, but look, Lingard's, Lingard's had a lot of chances, whereas Van der Beek hasn't. And I know. We can say two managers have been around, and he's not played them. But I, I agree with Simon. I think Donny van de, the van der Beek signing for Everton is a better signing for United than it is for Everton. Do you think Lampard agreed to that because it was very like them? The, the manager, oh well, yeah, problem. because he was all, he was all done for uh, yeah, it's Palace, been the chat funny. Palace, wasn't he? Yeah, because he had uh, apparently Vieira was on on the phone to Burkamp, who's Vanderbeek's missus. Uh, it's basically his father in law trying to get him get him to Palace. It was all it was all going there. And then Everton come in with Lampard said he wants him. Van der Beek says he had a good chat with Lampard and plays wants to play football the way he wants to play football. And he ends up at Everton. But I like I say
1: if you're Van der Beek, you're probably thinking, If I sign for Everton on loan, I can probably stay in my own house.
2: Well, that is it, isn't it? And then like but that makes you think more and more that he's gone to Everton. To then put a run, get like you say, Simon, get a run of games in, prove himself in the Premier League. He's not up, up, re, like, up, move, moved his family about or anything. And then he still settles, comes back to United and hopefully gets a run at United. That's what I would suggest. Whereas I think if you're up for leaving United, you'd be up to going Palace, wouldn't you? Just for the sake of what, what, what difference would it make if you know you're going to be off in the summer? And then okay. so they've got that. What was just well my point. So they've got them, which I'm not sure is a. You you don't know if it's a good signing or a bad signing for Everton. Then you've got Dele Alli which I think is a terrible signing because what's he done? And then they've got Frank Lampard, who basically failed with Derby, didn't he? Because he didn't get them up to the Premier League with one of the best squads in the Championship. He got sacked from uh, Chelsea because he didn't really do very well with that squad of players. So Everton essentially signed a failed manager. Two Premier League players who haven't done anything for two years in the Premier League? Doesn't leave him in a much better position, does it?
1: Yeah, it's a really strange appointment, Lampard, because it sort of feels like they're giving it to Lampard because they feel he's the best available manager that they, they could give it to right now. But he's the fashionable choice, isn't it? But giving it, just leaving it with Big Dunk till the end of the season seemed like a pretty sensible. You know, he's he's sort of shown in the past that he can sort of do the job for a bit. And he'll do you a solid job, and he, you know, probably would have guided them to safety, reassessing the summer. You know, th- I didn't see the the urgency to be like, no, we need to get a permanent manager in.
2: I just, I just really see Everton struggling. I don't, I don't see what how Lampard is going to turn Everton's fortunes around, really. I know. With, I think we talked, I know we talked talent. about.
0: Um, Newcastle, I think Everton have got. I think Everton played. Is it well, obviously, play Newcastle? I think they've got Burnley. And then, so there was an Everton fan on one, on one of the radio shows I've been, I was listening to this month, and he said that their last 10 games are pretty horrific. I think they played like the top seven sides in the last
2: 10 games. Well, and Everton's got, first, first next play. four Premier League games, they've got Newcastle, then Leeds, then Southampton, yeah. then they've got Sitter. So, then, first three.
0: They need, they to, need to, get, to be
2: picking up seven they points, six,
0: really. Seven, don't they? seven points from that. They're only, Was it twenty-two points? They're on twenty-one.
2: Uh, no, no less than that. I think
0: no. they are on
2: that. nineteen points.
0: 20, 40 points seems a long way away, doesn't it? That's You'd
2: what I'm saying. They're, they're they're yeah. not they're not out of the doghouse in any. They're not they're not. As if they've got this buffer, they're they're right in this relegation fight. That's what I'm saying. Newcastle beat them. Newcastle are one point behind them, with but Everton have got a game in hand. But if you're on a bad run of form, getting that getting that win isn't it's not there, is it? It's just no. it's not easy to come by. I think getting Deco decore, decore fit could be crucial for them. I think he's a really
1: good player and I think he sort of does really makes him tick, I think. He's, he sort of adds a bit of a bit of quality in that central midfield, doesn't he? In terms of he's you know he a gets bit of down, down. Really a bit of legs and gets forward. And he sort of gives you a lot of more options in terms of what sort of balanced side you can play in terms of you know, he does do a bit of defensive work, he gets forward.
2: He does drive, can't he? He's a bit Yeah not I mean just adds a bit of emphasis, I'm not I'm right? not gonna say he's like yeah yeah sorry, but yeah, that kind of like build and stature where he picks it up and can just drive it, travel 20-30 yards from midfield and all of a sudden hey, you come from being on the edge of your own box. to. If there's one that... thing
1: we've always advocated for
2: on this show, it's the box-to-box midfielder, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I see Everton in big trouble. but. It's not sort of the defence out. No, that's what I mean.
0: They've, they've not, got they've two not. central fielders and I mean they've got strikers, they've got Reset Richardson and Caballoon can score. I know Caballoon's been injured for a lot of the season and that's obviously not helped them, but I don't They're know. Just, they've got the wingers and with Damari Gray and Townsend and stuff. And I, I don't know. Lampard's obviously looked at that squad and thought they need they need those two players, but it's not like those two players are coming from I don't know, Norwich or somewhere like that. They they've just played for they've spent thirty million on Norwich's best player and They've brought them in and they've been playing all season and they're they're on a good run of form. Practically got two players that have they've gone through a preseason just to, just to even get a game, and they they need to hit the ground running. It's
1: just it's just. It, odd. Brought, it felt a little bit like sometimes when I'm playing football manager and I'm thinking, oh, I need an attacking midfielder, and then like you put a bid in for two, thinking one of them will come off. And then accidentally they both, both been accepted. It. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this is yeah, I didn't need to do that. U.S.
0: Yes, dude at Chris <laughs> Kirtland for yeah. Liverpool, two goalkeeper <laughs> signed on the same day.
1: <laughs> but yeah, tell so, so you I think he's had a really good transfer window. Sort of down in that bottom quarter is is Aston Villa, who you know I hate to say, Tim Jared looks like he's doing a really good job, doesn't he? And Coutinho hit the ground running. Uh, Luka Dean was like you feel like they've got a really good left back who is just slightly disillu- disillusioned with life at Everton. Uh, who else did they sign somebody else as well, didn't they? Did um, they get someone in from Juventus? But
0: no, you know, they wanted Tanker, but he's
1: gone you know, to Tottenham. But, um, but you know, and, and suddenly you think, yeah, like you don't. I don't. No one's really even talking about Aston Villa being in relegation trouble.
2: No, yeah, and be... considering you don't really, you don't Orange. even really consider that they sacked Dean Smith, do, you? do you, no, yeah. you? You don't consider that they were in that much trouble that they thought, oh, I've got to sack my manager to get something. You just kind of assume this is a... I think it feels like Gerrard's team already. Doesn't it, weirdly?
1: Well, and at the time, I thought it was a bit harsh to sign Dean Smith. But, I mean, you look at it now, you think, oh, that was a really good decision, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, I think
0: put somebody else, but I can't remember who. Um, I, just, why, just why you mentioned Gerard, I was thinking about this before, and obviously Lampard. I mean, surely Watford could have just, just I mean, rather than Roy Hodgson, surely they could have taken a chance on Roy Keynes. So we could have had the last of the season with <laughs> Keynes, Lampard and Gerrard as managers in the, in the Premier League. That would have been incredible. <laughs> how's that, how's that <laughs> on us?
1: And perfectly, Scott Park would have just been the level below, wouldn't he? In the
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just uh, another team that I wanted to mention that we didn't mention before in our in our pre-production chat, which we always have. Uh, what do we make of Tottenham's window? Because obviously Conte was approached earlier on by Tottenham to come and be manager, didn't want it because Tottenham didn't show enough ambition. Then he's come in, clearly being promised the world in the January transfer window. That kind of hasn't happened, has it? He's bought plays, he knows, doesn't he? I'm sure Yeah. Q, 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 QLS- well, I signed him on my last football manager game and it, he was an absolute revelation. Like he was he was brilliant. But he's only on loan, isn't it? Well, is he not just gonna take over?
0: Is he not just gonna come in and play the right wing back role that Adama Matro didn't want to didn't want to play? Well then, that does it like-
2: not But that's what I mean? They couldn't they couldn't get a Already over the window. I know Barcelona come in for you and he's been at Barcelona, and that's this kind of took on the heartstrings. But there's a lot of disappointment in Tottenham's transfer window, wasn't there? But the, he yeah, wanted a right I, I feel like the, the players they brought in,
1: I, I think the thing with Conte is he's quite decisive, isn't he? And he clearly decided that he didn't fancy so he didn't fancy in They've got them out, and they have got in, you know, Benton Bentoncore and this other guy. Who he obviously does fancy, and you know thinks he can get a tune out of, and you know if they improve the team, then
2: I suppose it's a good a good window, isn't it? No, oh, obviously. Well, yeah, obviously. If they do better, if they do better towards the second half of the season with their players, <laughs> then yeah, it's a good window. But I don't know. I just felt like it just all felt a bit last minute and rushed with Tottenham. Like Kulosevsky, like he, was a, he was last couple of days, was he, in the transfer window? But let do not
1: worry, right. Juventus seems to be getting rid of players right left and centre, didn't they?
0: Well, they've bought a thing, haven't they? They've bought Vlahavic. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, where have Juventus got 70 million quid? For? I know they're a big, the big team, but I don't think there's any money in Europe. I think there's any money anywhere. I know it is when, it's when, when you offload
2: Aaron Ramsey and his massive wage <laughs> bill. Yeah. Rangers can't
1: be paying those wages, can I they? think
0: they're just paying his way. I think he's on two hundred grand a week, I think. I think they're just paying his <laughs> wages. I don't think they're I don't I don't even think that they're paying any Rangers are paying any of his wages.
2: Well it's the uh, it's Rangers are playing Celtic tonight, aren't they? What score and is it? 3-0 Celtic.
0: Oh is it? <laughs> wow. So so the cells will um, be top of the top of the. Uh, Ramsey's not. I think I thought
2: Ramsey was going to play, but
0: they said he's not playing tonight. No, he's,
2: but, he's he's not played tonight. But Ahmad Diallo has, which again can see he'll night player that's come out online. Um, but yeah. Uh, last one I wanted to mention just transfer. Before we move on to our two clubs, um, Arsenal struggled the last four or five games to actually score a goal. Obviously a not featured heavily, but do you think it's a good thing the way they've got rid of him or a bad thing?
1: I think they've been burnt in the past when they've kept the likes of Urzel and Sanchez thinking they'll come good eventually and their quality will come through eventually. And they've ended up spending a lot of money on their wages and having sort of people that don't want to be there, probably negative influences around. And I think they just thought, let's just cut our losses. It's, it's irrepar- irreparable with Obama
0: Young. Well, you say cut the losses. They've got 15 million quid back from his wages. Yeah, and, he's, and he and he took a massive pay cut to go to Barcelona, so he clearly wasn't bothered about the money because he just pocketed all that from Arsenal for the last however many seasons he's got his his, his contract. So he was like, "Yeah, I'll go. I'll rip up my contract with
1: Arsenal. And I'll go and play for Barcelona. Thank you very much." If I was Stan Kroenke, by the way. I mean, I'd be having serious words with it. Edu's the the um, technical director, isn't he? Because Arsenal yeah. always seems to be spending money on players, and then they're never able to sell any players for any money. are they? they're they're always just leaving on frees because they just need yeah. to get rid of them. Callum Chambers went on a free as well, didn't he? Oh, did he? Go oh, that, Bill- was, your, that was who that was Villa had signed. Players.
0: Yeah, that was who Villa had signed. Yeah.
1: And you know, just, <laughs> they're always losing players on a free, and you know. I don't understand how they're, they're mismanaging things so much.
2: But, you, you know, this project,
1: Arteta was always, you know, he always gets the talk about the project, don't you? You think, well, look, can't be that much of a project going on if you're just constantly in a bit of a mess with your transfers. But has he improved anybody? I mean, I, I know like you, I know sometimes when in the, arsehole, the situation
0: they're in, they probably have to pay over the odds for players, for them to come. But they pay nearly £50 million for Lacazette. Like he's not a fifty million pound player. He might have been for half a season. Like it, they paid fifty million for parte. I mean, he's had a couple of good games, but I just, I just, I, I can't. I mean, even Ciarantini, Ciarantini, when he he was still twenty five million quid when they paid when they bought him. And you think is he really twenty five million? Quid? I mean, Ben White fifty million quid. Ben White a fifty million pound defender.
2: Yeah, but I've always said this about finger. um transfer fees are only. Are only worth what a club wants them to. What, what it's worth what it's to a club, isn't it? If the club needs a centre half. You, then you have to put. It's like Newcastle. Newcastle will play over the the other players because they need these players. I, I don't think you can read too much into put I don't know. Yeah, I, I
0: always think I, like. He's yeah, a better player now than he was when he was playing for Brighton. Not really.
2: No, but then you've got to say I'm. I'm like I'm not Arteta's biggest fan. Like at the start of the season, they were a shambles, and they got a bit better. Now they've been a bit of a shambles again. But you, he, Arteta has brought through like Smith Rowe and Saka, and LA, what yeah, I don't
0: not got good What I don't understand is why. It, what? I'm not. I'm not saying they've not got good young players, but they need to be signing some senior players that can kind of help them. I mean, they've still got. I mean, our Granit Xhaka is still playing for Arsenal. I've, at least should have gone to Roma months ago. Get rid of him. There must be somebody else that they can sign for 20 million quid who's better than Granit Xhaka.
1: Well, I feel like second half, they're really relying on Lacazette, like, becoming the goal scorer. That he hasn't shown himself to be at any stage while he's been in England, has he?
0: Well, Saka was the only player that scored for Arsenal in, in yeah. January. Smith-Rowe, I think Smith-Rowe went six and seven games, but he got injured. Or he, well, he ended up at the team. I was like, how is he not playing? How is he not playing... And Lacazette is still playing. I don't, just don't understand. I just I, I, for the rest of the season I just play Smith on the left, Martin Elliott front, and Saka on the right, and just say, just that's it. The rest of you can sod off. <laughs> well, the, the,
1: the, the... Is this your management style, Jesus? Yeah, <laughs>
2: just get like yeah. that. We're absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. He goes, he goes, Dave, you're in men's clothing, Sarah, you're in women's. The rest of you are just fuck off. <laughs> I might need someone on shoes later, but
0: I'll call you. I just like, I just can't, I just don't understand. I just, when Black Azette walks off that pitch, what does, what does it, what does it, what is, what is he saying to him? it's his that's his job? I well, I don't understand. understand, I don't understand why Eddie and Ketty isn't playing more. Uh, I think he dropped off a bit of a cliff. I don't think he's the generational talent that they thought he was going to be. How no, he, I'm not saying I mean, he
2: was, but at the same time, if you're saying like, you're saying Lacazette isn't scoring the goals and doing anything. Take him out of the team and give someone else like yeah. put the competition in but there. He's he's another one. His contract in his contract runs out at the end of
1: the season, they'll end up losing him on a free.
0: Yeah. Well, they were supposed to go into was so he Newcastle. Into
1: Palace?
0: I thought they supposed to the Palace want him before they'd signed that Meteta or whatever whatever it was. I'm sure Palace wanted to somebody wanted but in Palace Kevitt wanted him in
1: the before. summer before they signed that Edward guy.
2: Oh yeah. It's just all but, of a sudden that at the start of the season, we were slating Arsenal, saying that's bad they were. Simon, Tommy, Asu, blah, blah blah blah. What terrible signings! And then they went on that run, didn't they? Where they all of a sudden they looked, they looked decent. And now the last four or five games again, they look... And like you said, lose the way they lose players and do this, and that. Like, you just think the thing so Arsenal topsy turvy
1: is that they're not in any cup competitions. They're not in Europe. So they—they're one of these teams that have just got however many Premier League games left this season. They're not going to be sort of bogged down by anything else.
2: Yeah, but yeah, and they've got a, real chance, to... they got a real chance. They got
1: real
0: chance. They real a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago, they had a real chance of getting into top four when West Ham had their, like lost a couple of games. Um, Arsenal had picked up some points. They had a real chance of getting
2: it top four, and now well, no, they, they had a chance of cementing top four, like making it difficult for everyone else. Now they have still got a chance of getting in there, but it's it's there is dogfight now again with United and West Ham and Tottenham. Whereas they could have been. Do you think? Do you think Chelsea can get dragged into it? They're nine points clear of United. Are they? Oh, so yeah. I thought
1: it was close. Oh, right. No, but how many well, games?
2: United have got two games in hand. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah. But you back in United to win them two games. Well,
1: I'm, I'm back no, in Chelsea I'm to drop nine Ch-
2: points. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> in- oh, <boy. laughs> that means so- that means the other teams have got to pick up the points as well. That's the problem. I don't know. I don't know. Should we? Uh, should we talk about what? How, so Liverpool, Cheesy, they made what one side in this window? Yeah,
0: one. Um, unfortunately, well, we would like two, but. Um, yeah, it, it was one, and it kind of came out of the blue, really. It's another kind of another sour point for Spurs. Although I don't really care because the amount of times that we've ended up losing out on players um, because we've shown an interest in them, and other clubs have gone, well, we'll pay you a bit more money, come and play for, come and play for us. I think that happened originally with Salah and Chelsea, um, and then it happened with Willian as well, who was originally coming to Liverpool, then decided he was going to Spurs, then decided he was going to Arsenal, uh, then decided he was going to Chelsea. Um, so, yeah, so um, we were. Uh, Diaz has been on the radar for a while. There was talk of him coming in the summer, or he was one of the players that Liverpool wanted to sign in the summer. Um, he had a buyout clause of about 80 million euros or something like that. Liverpool thought that was too much. Um, Porto, were are in dire straits at the minute, didn't qualify for the, uh, the knockout um, uh, Champions League, and um, owed for about 8 million quid or something like that, that they have to pay quite quickly. Tottenham had negotiated this money for Diaz, this, this deal. Um, and Liverpool then just kind of swooped in um, and took that deal that Tottenham had negotiated. Um, had paid Porto a part of the money before Diaz had even had his medical, um, and then Diaz had said he wanted to play for Klopp, and that was it. Job done. So um, yeah, he's a, a, a great. Looks like a looks like a great player. He's done really well for Porto in the in the uh, Portuguese league. Uh, I think he scored 14 goals in 18 games this year. Um so only twenty five.
2: Well, how do you see what what's so he, he's not been low back to Porto, has he?
0: No, 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 he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna stay, but I think he's I think he I think he was somebody I think he was Liverpool's top target for the summer, which is why they've gone now. Um so he'll very much probably just be used sparingly, like over the course of the next six months or whatever. Obviously, even when Mane comes back from the African Cup of Nations. He's not had the break that everybody else has had. The same with Tala. He's not really had a break. Um, Diaz himself has obviously not been part of the winter break because he's been playing in South America. Um, Firmino didn't get picked, so he's obviously been off. Um, But Jota's had time off. So um, I think we've got six games in February. Um, obviously, the FA Cup games, Champions League starts again. There's the Chelsea. There's the League Cup game at the end of the at the end of the month. So there's 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 going to be games. Hopefully, every three or four days. So um, with Elliot coming back as well, there's there's quite a lot of competition for places. So it might very well be that Diaz gets a small like a small introduction to the teams, very similar to the way Canate started the season, and very similar to the way that most that some players when they get first transferred to the start the season. They don't always play to begin with. So um but he's pressing really well, he's quite aggressive forward. Um and obviously the, the the big issue at the minute is the contracts all three uh Firmino Salah and Mane's contract runs out at the end of next season. Um and it does Still that mean no that one contract
2: the, for Salah? Are you is that making you more worried?
0: I, I think the more and more that the days go go by, I think the more um I think the more interviews that Salah does basically just saying, look, it's up to Liverpool now, we've we've kind of said what we wanted today. There doesn't look to be much budging, um, whether Liverpool are just trying to string it out to the end of the season so they, they don't have to pay Salah three hundred grand a week or four hundred grand a week or whatever he wants for an, an extra half a season, which is not the not the most ideal um, way of doing business. Um, I mean, worst comes to the worst is they're just a million miles apart from value from what, the, what they want to pay each other, and it, it never works out. Um, but I suppose at the minute, while Klopp's saying what uh, that it's like, obviously, he wants to stay and Liverpool want him to stay, but I mean, money talks ultimately, doesn't it? So, um, so I, I don't know, we'll, we'll wait and see with that. Hopefully, he stays, but then there's the Mane and for know, whether whether both of them stay, um. So, I, I mean Jota's come in and pretty much displaced Firmino at the minute as a as a as a starter. You'd say that Jota starts over Firmino. Um and although Mane, I think, scored eight goals this year, um, he's not had the greatest he's not he's not the greatest season, the better season than last year, but Diaz is very could be very much a replacement. Only like I say, only just turned twenty five, plays on the left hand side really. So um yeah, it's a great window. And then uh, obviously just before the end. The transfer window on deadline day, there was a chance that we could sign Carvalho uh, from Fulham. Who looks, he looks a great like under 18s talent. I mean, Fulham, who we've got Harvey Elliott off. Um, we'd offered a, i think we'd offered five million and two million add-ons to loan him back. Fulham didn't want that. and negotiated hard. I think they ended up getting nearly ten, uh, but then the paperwork didn't go. In. You can't. There's no extension with the EFL. I think there's an extension sheet you can do with the Premier League if you want to sign a player and. You can do it till one in the morning and something like that, but there is no extension in the uh, in the EFL, and they couldn't get the sheet in to, to sign Carvalho and then loan him back to Fulham. Um, so Liverpool risk losing out on Carvalho because he can he, he can't sign a pre contract because he's, he's under eighteen and he, he's in the same country. Um, but it, it might they might be able to work something out before the end of the year. It looks like he wants to play for Klopp, but by the end of the season he could have been the one that get, got away, couldn't go to Dortmund or whatever. So. Um, but he looks a great player. I think he scored eight goals in Fulham this year. Um, and looks like he could be a really, really good player in a, in, a, in a few years' time. So hopefully that happens. But yeah, a relatively decent window for Liverpool. We didn't actually didn't expect to sign anybody. Klopp, like n- Nobody expected anybody to sign anybody. and Spurs have done all the donkey work and we've ended up with a player that we would have signed probably in the summer. So looks like all the summer is, is, is geared towards finding a midfielder.
2: Um. Okay. Uh. So, are you in the the titles back on camp or the titles um, on camp? I, no, I don't. I,
0: I don't. I don't really think so. I think. I think it's we we win our game in hand. I think it's six points. I think. Um. And I know we've got a go We've got a goal to the Etihad later on in in the year. Um. But I mean, City didn't look like they were going to drop points. Was it like 12, 13 games in a row they won? Southampton was the, the only team that they've not beaten this season. Southampton took points off them twice. Um, I, th- I think it just depends. It feels like this break has brought City together. De Bruyne looks like he's, the, the gears are working now. And I don't know if City are going to drop six points. I think we, we have to go to the AA and beat them, which is never a done deal. Um, I don't think we've beaten City at, at their place for a while. They've already played Chelsea. I mean, I'm relying on United doing doing us a favour. Um, I'm not sure if they've already played West Ham twice as well, so it just depends. It just depends who else that City have got to play and, and how well they play. But no, I think it's pretty, very, I think it's very much still City's title. I don't think we I don't think we've uh, I don't think there's any there's any worry about that. But while well, there's hope. There's hope. Who knows?
2: Will what do you up? think, Simon? Do you think title's over?
1: Oh, look, I I think City will win the league. I I think maybe I hope. Look. Hopefully, there'll be, like, summer on that City-Liverpool game. I, I really thought we were going to have a title race this season. And I've, I've been sort of... I was slightly disappointed, <laughs> wasn't you? It, it felt like it started December. So even, like, by mid-December, it, like those three teams in the title race. It was really exciting. And then very quickly, it just looked like, our oh, City are going to run away with it again, aren't they? But, yeah, I I think this... I think we're... Yeah, I think Man City are going to win the league. That's. I think that's where I'm at. Well, what about you, Ross?
2: Uh, yeah it's that uh, yeah thing is the City team, like I think the, the C- City teams remind you like United teams of the past don't they where they, they start off a bit sluggish and then they just go on the back end of the season they really hit the form and then just it's relentless put these rele- these runner games together and I think that was Fergie's thing wasn't it like you can be bad at the start of the season but when it comes crunch like post Christmas, that's when you gotta put the the ten fifteen. And City kinda of a similar team, aren't they? Like it's almost as if they don't do a full pre season, they use the first world few games of the Premier League as a pre season and then they, they get this stride where they go on big massive runs and you just I know they drew the last game, but uh, it's just they're such a good team, aren't they?
0: The, our biggest problem is, is we've dropped points at the worst possible time, so like that, the, those like when the ta- when the title race kind of completely disintegrated. We had that game at Spurs where we were look the the Kane incident went against us after about twenty minutes, but we were two one up in that game and should never have let it go. Allison makes a mistake and Son scores the goal. We have one of the worst games. We, we miss a penalty at Leicester and get beat one nil, and then we with the league the Leeds game, get, the Leeds game gets cancelled and we end up playing Chelsea. We got two looking up in that game and still can't see it out and those three games they lost what seven points we were eight, we were eight points behind um we were eight points behind city then at the turn of the year And you're just thinking there's just no there, there doesn't there doesn't seem much way but the year we won the league we beat everybody around us we beat we've beaten city we beat chelsea this year we haven't we've drawn with chelsea twice we've drawn with spurs we've drawn with city we've dropped stupid points at brighton um, i think there's another game as well that we that we drew earlier on in the season when we were winning um, and we're ju- we've just drawn too many games and that's always the story of the Liverpool season. We're just, drawing, we're just drawing too many games. So I don't know what happens in the second half of the season. A Diaz might come in and give everybody a, 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 a big boost. Um, obviously, we've managed to neg- negotiate January um, beating Brentford at home and, and Palace away. Um, even though that was probably a little bit lucky with the penalty in the last in the last minute, but we have won the two games without Salah and Mane. And I think we play Leicester again on the eighth, and I don't think Salah and Mane will be back for them. But um, I think the final of the Afcons on the fourth or something like that, maybe in a few days' time. So we'll wait and see. But um, hopefully Diaz Diaz might even get a game, might even play against Leicester. So um, we'll wait and see. January is normally a bit of a crap month for Liverpool, but it's turned out to be decent enough this time. So. We'll wait and see, and we're never normally in the League Cup final or the FA Cup final or the FA Cup come February anyway. So we'll wait and see what we'll wait and see what happens.
2: There we go. Right, Simon, do you want to talk about Manchester United first, though?
1: Yeah, happy to. I, I think uh, no one came in. It was mainly about people going out. So Diallo went out on loan. beek has gone out on loan. Martial's gone out on loan. Uh I'm trying to think who else, Phil Jones didn't go out on loan in the end. Uh he's gonna hang around. Lingard was linked with a move away. Um, but has has stayed. And I know we're not we're not gonna talk about it, but Mason Greenwood has been sort of suspended by the club and it's so hard to see him playing again this season. So that's sort of and I think I got a feeling that is why Lingard ended up staying, actually. I think that once that happened. I think United were probably thinking we are going to be short of numbers if Lingard also goes out. So no one came in. We weren't really linked with anyone. It's I sort of January is always a tough, yeah, it's a tough month to buy players, and mixed in with the fact you don't actually know your manager is going to be next season. The, the big gap in the Man United squad is central midfield. I feel like in the summer that will be. The dealing with who is going to be our central midfielder will be the, the the big task that faces the sort of new uh, sort of recruiting team of whoever sort of takes over from uh, with Woodward and whatever the process is with Ranyik and identifying who we're going to sign in central midfield might be. Well,
2: the big Woodward's gone world. now, is not
1: it? Yeah, yeah.
2: The, yeah, we're in a post-woodward world now. Mm, in the Richard Arnold world, aren't we? Yeah.
1: So um, what? Uh, what did you oh, make of
2: it all? Uh, I was pleased Martial went, mainly because I just think I, I think there's a lot of players at United. Your Martial, your Lingards, your Popper. He's a scored, it? wasn't it? Yeah, who just kind of have been around for the ride, kind of for a lot of the seasons. You can't really say they have busted gut for anything, or really worked hard, or tried hard, or. Look, I, I don't Lingard. What, what goal did out was at the FA Cup final or whatever? Yeah, uh, yeah, You've he scored the re- winning goal. Got a good goal.
1: record at Wembley, hasn't he? I think he's scored a
2: few. Yeah, FA I, thought, I know you can say he's had some good moments, but on the whole, he's flat to deceive at United. Same for Martial. I know he had like a, like a goal scoring record of one in three, but at the same time, you were never caught. You were never you never knew what Martial you were going to get. Same with Pogba. You go through these months where you go, oh, he's an absolute world beater. How can we let him go? And you go through the same months where you go, what or not a piece of crap he is. And let's just get rid of him as soon as possible. So kind of, we need, we need to, we need to trim down the squad and get it back to a core of players who actually want to be there and actually care about what's going on. Um, and I agree that obviously the situation with the, not knowing which manager is going to be there in the end of the season, it's, it's, it's a good thing we've not signed anyone because you could have said we've got to sign players and then who's going to know what role they're going to have in six months' time when we get someone else in. Um, so yeah, so now like in terms of transfers, not disappointed. Maybe would like to see Lingard go out as well, but. Like you said, Simon, maybe in hindsight thinking about it, if the club kind of had it knew this well knew about this Greenwood thing, then they need to keep they need to keep options available, as Greenwood had been playing quite a few games.
1: Do you Three. think there's um there's any scope for Martial to go away on loan, you know, have a great few months? And come back and re-establish himself at Manchester United, or do you think it's a case of he goes on loan, puts himself in the shop window, and United sell him in the summer? Uh, yeah, the second one. I, I can't, I can't see, see a way back. For him.
0: Him. I yeah, I can't see La- Marshall ever playing for United ever again. I think that's it. it's game over now.
1: Can you see him doing that? No, no. I think he'll be. I think his time at United to sort of come to a bit of an end. I think he's. A, he had that amazing start, didn't he, with that goal against Liverpool. But I think he's um, my feeling with Martial is he's sort of the same player who now he was five or six years ago when he was that really exciting young player who was a bit inconsistent, but sometimes would look like he could kick on to be a real world beater. But now yeah. also, he's sort of 27 and he should be in the primary. He should be that consistent world beater, but he still looks like the guy that
2: might kick on at some point. I think this is been- always the thing, isn't it? Like, When you sign a youngster and you see flashes of brilliance, you think, oh, fantastic. And you can deal with flashes of brilliance at that time. You think, well, we've got the years left in them to see and see and see. But then, like you say, when when you get to 26, 27, 28, you want to see seven out of tens each week as opposed to a four out of ten with two minutes of brilliance. So that's what you're hoping for the consistency as opposed to them. You should have been. Yeah,
0: Monaco, you, uh, you should have been paying Monaco another seven million quid for his Ballon d'Or win. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, no. I, 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 have always felt with Martial, the thing that I think really goes against him is he does have a bit of a resting bitch face, and he does look. I think it's just the way his face sits. He just looks completely disinterested sometimes. When but I sure would also, is.
2: I would also say that he's had a lot of support from the fans. Yeah, a hundred percent. He he has been backed because he was initially when he first came over there was a lot of uh, slagging him off for the amount that United paid for him because he was only a, how old was he 19? 19, nineteen yeah and how could you pay that much for a nineteen year old player but, by
1: and that? he also he and I think a, that galvanised
2: yeah that that galvanised the support behind him and he's always had a lot of support but he for me he's never backed backed up the support and kicked like you say he's never kicked on from what you. What you thought, and I mean, put you put a ball on door clause in someone's con. You, I don't know what type him, but... striker he is, he's not, he's well, not quick, he. is he? No, I don't, I, I, I don't know where his best position is, I don't know where he plays best on a football pitch. He doesn't play best as a winger, but then you stick him as a number nine, he's too lazy, he doesn't make enough runs in behind, so I don't know what you do with him. So, I'm quite glad he's gone out in a way. um Look, I mean, like like you say, he's not been terrible, but at the same time he's not been brilliant. I don't, I don't hate him, but I'm not. No, yeah, des- I, I, I'm not I'm desperate, desperate for him to play, stay either. Yeah. It's just hasn't he worked just, out. Has yeah, it? it's just it's just real middle of the road kind of stuff where you go, oh, well, fair enough, right? He's gone.
1: I, t- I tell you, somebody United have uncovered in January, and that's Anthony Alanga. Well, uh, yeah, and I think that's sort of part of the reason all these players have been allowed to go out on loan. All of a sudden, you, you see him now as an established part of the first-team squad, don't you?
0: Well, you, and you uh, start to wonder why you paid 80 million quid for Jadon Sancho, and I'm sure Alanga's <laughs> done more in two games than Sancho's done on the league.
2: But again, this makes me like... I don't know sure sure what...
0: that You are? Surely Ollie saw Alanga play and must have thought he must be able to do well,
1: it. He no, do played it. a few times, he's good. I mean, he, he is young, so he's, he has been getting better, I guess. So I, think, I think, to be fair to Wally, I think he did,
2: he was kind of involving in a bit. Yeah, he wasn't like, he was completely disregarding him. He had been involved in squads and things, but the Sancho what again, you still baffled. Right? But he will come good. I've, I've got faith in Sancho. He just needs a man. He, he, he just needs somebody who's going to say... We just need a style of play again that you can. We can go on and build around. Then someone knows the jobs and knows what they're going to do. we haven't had that, we haven't had this consistency. But, I mean, we had it under Soul Share when we were a, counter, a counter-attacking team, and then we went all of a sudden so we got this possession-based team. Then Rangnick's come in, and at the start this was that like four-two-two-two-two, two, 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 whatever it was, that wasn't working. Then he's changed again. We just need this similar concept, similar pattern of play that we're going to build on and do
1: i mean it'd be well, interesting it, to see how we do now wouldn't it? because i, I feel like we actually did i think the, the, before this break i think we we played quite well and, you know even in that aston villa game, we ended up drawing 2-2 and sort of it all got
2: a bit manic in the last 10 minutes but i think we actually played well in that game well the first half i i only watched the first half of the game and i thought you know what we've done one of, this is one of the better performances we've had actually and then I was convinced we were going to go on to win the game. I drove somewhere, found out that we hadn't won the game. But yeah, I, I agree. I think performances have slowly started improving, but I think we have started improving now. Yeah, and I, but I think performance has started improving since he's moved away from his own 4-2-2-2 thing that he's realised just doesn't work in the Premier League.
1: He's kind of... I like that he's kind of adapted... And you know, he's now had a few weeks to work with them. So I, I, I feel United are in quite a good place at the moment in terms of and I to see how Diallo gets on. I think Diallo always looked quite slight and the kind of guy who could be pushed off the ball whenever he played for, in the few times he has played for us. I think sort of six months of being kicked around in Scotland might be good for him.
0: The game the game against Brentford, what formation did he did he go back to playing four, two, three, one or whatever
1: it was, or four, three, three, or it's, it's kind of 4-3-3, three, three, I think. So, I think Bruno is a bit more in the three than he was previously.
2: Yeah, it's all... Yeah, it's still... I still wouldn't say it's there as you know exactly what's going on, but it makes more sense than what a 4-2-2-2 two, 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 two did. Everyone seems a bit more comfortable in what they're doing. I mean, the big thing for me before the window, before this break, was Rashford getting back on the score sheet. Yeah, That really... Because the, 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 the game before... What was the game before? Where he just looked really disinterested, where was, the keeper spilled a couple of balls and he just didn't... Yeah. He switched off and won't go after him. And then you think, this is going to be a long season. And he got a lot of stick for that game. And then the next game he went and scored and he backed it up with another goal. So you think that's, that's quite a positive, actually, that he's, he's managed to do that, I mean, it's interesting. Ronaldo hasn't scored for a while, has he? No. And he, hasn't, he, he wasn't involved for one of the games either, was it? So, whether took, there's a shift away from... Did he get taken off at
0: Brentford? Was that the game that you two went to watch?
2: Yeah, he did or get taken off, but he wasn't happy. And then Rashford scored. Rashford. He got taken off while Rashford and Rashford came out and scored. Because um... in I mean, the of the part... game, he left Ronaldo on...
1: Um... Oh, did he not play in the Aston Villa? But in the Aston Villa game, he hadn't made any changes in the last ten minutes, and then afterwards, he was like, "Oh, I, I bottled going to go into three at the back." Yeah, No, I don't think he did play against Villa because then Bruno scored twice. No. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Yeah, but he didn't. But he didn't make any subs in the last ten minutes. But whereas in the Brentford game, he did take Ronaldo off and showed it up. I
2: mean, I, I, I I've got, a, I've got. Are a, you gonna... like there was a period. Around Christmas time when I was thinking, Christ alive, this is where are we at now? We've had because I I remember saying on the it must have been probably one of the last ones we did, it comes in and you look at the next I think you, you looked at the United's next ten or fifteen games and you're going on paper you're going, United should pick up forty-five points here or like they should pick up you know, drop minimal amount of points. And then when you're struggling for a 2nd game, saying, what are we doing here? Like, what is going on? Is this the rest of the season? But then he has kind of, even in the, like you say, the Villa draw, as disappointed as you are to draw the Villa game. And I mean, I'm saying that now on the back of two wins in the Premier League. At least you go, well, you know what? We, we actually played really well against Villa and kind of dominated a bit. And then I know you let two go two-goal like, is which shouldn't really happen. But there's, all, there's, there's more positive signs now in the last last week or so when United were playing than before. And,
0: you, so I don't I think, know. The, I think the other thing that's helped as well is, obviously Chelsea have dropped off a little bit. Um, but West Ham, obviously, have lost a couple of games now. So they've kind of been pulled back into the pack. But I mean, there was a point, I'm sure, at the beginning of December where West Ham were second, West Ham were above Liverpool and Chelsea. So, the fact that they've kind of been drawn back into the pack, and I know everybody's not played the games. Everybody's well, not I'm, played the games yet. And Spurs have got a couple of games in hand, but one of them games in hand is against Arsenal, and you never really know what's going to happen in the North London Derby, do you? So, well,
2: I'll tell you what, what did make me think is about the. Because um, obviously, United beat West Ham, didn't they? And the um, it was the last minute winner. What, who scored? Was it Rash Rashford, didn't it? it? Didn't it that was the second game. Year, that was the yeah. last game. And that was the 1 yeah. nil. And watching the celebrations on TV and the the, the way the stadium felt, just, I mean, obviously it wasn't there, but from what it felt like a real massive moment of like, these are real corrupt, close rivals to where we are. We've not played our best. We've stayed in the game. We've kept a clean sheet. And then we've still gone on and been able to nick it at the end. So that, that felt like a massive moment. It would have been nice if we could have had a couple of games after that to carry on that momentum. So we'll see if we take that in. Weekend. Well, we've got Middlesbrough in the FA Cup, haven't
1: we? we? Then played Burnley on Tuesday, I think. after. Yeah, which you should hope that we. Oh,
2: so at Burnley, that, we? that is obviously
1: assuming that Burnley will want to play football, which we can never take for granted. <laughs> well, Beck Hart <laughs> has got his debut <laughs> somewhere, hasn't he? So
2: <laughs> Home at Surfmore. I'm surprised at the Burnley if they struggle. Max Corneille looked brilliant like, in September.
0: Yeah, I well, think he's been injured. He missed six weeks, I think. I suppose that's the went, problem.
1: And then he went to the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. well, they're going to need this this big lad to, to hit the ground running, and they're going to need Corne to come back from the African Cup of Nations to have a really good second half of the season, aren't they?
0: I think he's he must be. Is he average Is he from the Ivory Coast? I think yeah, he's back yeah. Already. They got binned out ages
2: ago, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah. I think he's back. Um. I tell you, just before we move on from the football, the one team that fascinates me, Wolves. The fact they've scored nineteen, they've only scored nineteen, and not like conceded sixteen. So they got one of the best defensive records in the league, but one of the worst attacking records. But the eighth, like they, they're only four points off top four. <laughs> it's incredible what clean sheets do for you, isn't it? You only yeah.
0: have, to, you have to score. You only have to score one goal. You have to
2: score one,
0: yeah. But I mean, they don't know what they're. Go on. I'm sure didn't City beat them for? Didn't City beat them? For, I'm sure somebody's beating them quite handsomely as well. So they've they really just haven't conceded in an awful lot of games. They probably have a lot. Don't get me wrong. They probably have a lot of nil-nil
2: draws as well. But Well, no, they've won ten games. They've lost. They've lost seven. So they must have lost one-nil. But it's just they just fascinating. Fascinating the way they've changed under whatever he's called. Bruno Lang, is it?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, well, and the other thing we've not mentioned,
1: and which will sort of be fascinating to see how it plays out over the rest of the season, is uh, Christian Eriksson's return.
0: Yeah, Brentford. Hopefully they stay up.
1: Yeah.
2: But does that, that much worry you every time you watch Match of the Day?
1: Well, yeah. But I mean, you can... I can only assume he must have done like so many tests. But he's, got, like, is no, he he's got... he not got a medical. Well Yeah.
0: He couldn't play. So whatever he's got fitted, he can't play with that in Italy. They won't allow him to play in the Italian league, which is why he couldn't carry on playing for Inter. But what, obviously, whatever he has now, um, the Premier League have, have allow, have can allow him to play. But there was somebody else Well, in, in the Dutch league as well. Was it Danny Blint? Was it Danny Blin?
1: It Danny Blin? So, yeah, Daley
0: Blint. Daley sorry. had got the same... They've got the same heart uh, monitor fitted, or something like that, so we can. But well, I think Daley yeah.
1: Blind had it fitted sort of before he didn't have a, a like an incident like Eriksson's, so it was kind of preemptive. Whereas obviously Eriksson
2: had that moment. I I'll know, tell you what. But yeah. I know you said uh, you imagine that he's probably had all the um, most amount of my fitness tests. My worry is that Brentford would be desperate for a marquee signing that he maybe just went for things. I mean, that's quite bad to do you know. What well, I mean? yeah, I, well, I do sort of feel a bit like because a I medical mean, isn't. It's not. It's not a regulated process, is it? A medical is just based on what a club is willing to accept and not accept as a as a risk, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah but I, I think, saying, they, they they, but you They won't be. It won't be able to insure him without doing like. He, he, I mean, I'm assuming that Christian Eriksen is is very much a Lamborghini in the car insurance terms, where <laughs> he's, very much a high, he's very much a high insurance group to insure the player, and he wouldn't be able to play without insurance. So, so I, you I mean, they're not for- we have to do double medicals for him to for him to come in. Um, My concern
1: to, like, is, play. I suspect, I suspect he's had a very thorough sort of physical medical to see he'd be safe. But on the slight he's not in mean, purely football. He's not played football for a
2: long time. Yeah, so how
1: you know, good's he actually gonna be? Yeah, okay. and yeah, he actually wasn't you know, sort of Spurs were kind of weren't that bothered about letting him go. Like in the Premier League, he wasn't that great, really. So sort of, I I was shocked he's not he's not as old as I thought he was like gonna be like mid thirties. He's only about yeah. thirty, I think. But um yeah. so I think the trouble is I'm not sure will he necessarily hit the ground running and sort of you know, he's probably gonna need a month to get back up to speed of just sort of playing in the Premier League and
2: and how how committed to Brentford's cause is
1: he actually yeah. going to be? Well, yeah, he's he, he's I think he quite clearly wants to play in the World Cup, doesn't he? And he's sort of just I need a club to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, sort of six months of getting himself back up to match sharpness before signing for somebody else in the summer and having a good run before getting into the Danish bodies. But he's he's
0: very good at he's a very good set of pieces though, isn't he? So I mean, yeah, it might be a couple of games that tilt on the fact that he's taking a free kick or penalty or he swung the ball in for Ivan Tony or something like that. I mean kicked out Pontus like, Janssen at the back post. Yeah, something like that. So it's um there's I don't know and it doesn't isn't isn't Thomas Frank isn't Thomas Frank Danish? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Christine Norgard is as well, isn't it, that plays in their midfield as well. So he's there's potentially the connection of obviously will come in, come play for us or they know people who know Christian Eriksson but if you want to come and play we'll, we'll, we'll take you come and play for us so um, but yeah I think and I think one of the we were talking about footballers earlier on, in, earlier on and stuff like that it will be quite nice to see the reception he gets every away ground between now and the end of the season which I'm pretty sure will be um, which I'm pretty sure will be quite special so
2: quick question just to end the whole football transfer if you you're a Let's, you're a Premier League level footballer, yeah? Yeah. Not not a third-choice goalkeeper, Simon, but a no. proper Premier League so It's not a perfect scenario. <laughs> no, it's not a perfect scenario. And you're an outfielder as well, and you want game time. Which team would you sign for outside the top seven? Um... So you can't sign for Spurs, Arsenal... West Ham, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, City. Which team would you say? For the rest Mine's... of the season.
0: Mine's easy. I'd go and play with Gerard at Villa. What, just because it's Gerard? <laughs> just because it's Gerard.
1: What would you I do, think... Simon? So, I think this season, Everton are an absolute mess. In, ge- in normal times, I think Everton would be sort of quite a big club that always looked quite progressive. Leicester don't look great this season. I mean, I'm on the sly... I think the thing about it, I think Villa is the perfect answer because you can go from Villa to one of those top seven. Whereas sometimes, I think if you're a team like Leicester or Villa uh, or Everton, you can kind of get a bit bogged down. Like, they don't really want to sell. They, in their own heads, see themselves as rivals. And all of a sudden, you're Seamus Coleman, you've just been stuck at Everton. You're inside, you're... What about
2: you? want <laughs> so, so who are you going for, Villa? Villa, yeah. So you're not picking Newcastle to be part of the project of...
1: Oh well, I mean, where? yeah, go wherever, wherever offered me the highest wages. Where, where? I,
0: thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought you were going to fund the podcast for the next five years, Simon. Uh, Who would I go Don't
2: to, worry? to? I've
1: signed Edward Ed Wood up as our new uh, <laughs> advertising consultant.
2: I'd, I'd maybe go. Well, I'm going to go different. I'm going to go Brighton. Nice place to live, I, I suspect, and I, I. I Get the suspicion Graham Potter is a very, very good coach and should probably be managing a much bigger club. So well, I'd go think, there.
1: I think his time will come. I was surprised he didn't get talked about that much that Everton
2: job. Actually, I think most Everton fans would have probably watched him, wouldn't they? But yeah, there we go. Are we doing any other sports? So have we got time? <laughs> We've got time now. <laughs> I mean, I quit and came back, so I've got another 45 minutes on my own. To <laughs> <go for> <laughs> well,
1: we'll leave it less than a month next time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it's good to catch up. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, good to hear from you. Is, um, is the United Middlesbrough game on TV, Simon? Well, yeah. it's, a Friday, it's Friday night, yes, I assume so. Yeah. United so, in the FA Cup, of course, it's on the telly. But well,
1: also, also United in the FA Cup. So,
2: are you, are you staying home to watch it? You and Belinda are sitting opposite ends of the house. And...
1: <laughs> so, Belinda's working nights throughout the Winter Olympics. She's working every night for the next two weeks. Next, yeah, two and a bit weeks, starting tonight. So, she won't be able yes. to watch it? Well, I think be at work. Yeah, so, in hindsight, she wouldn't have been able to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, yeah, so we're sort of now living, basically, uh, we're just sort of passing ships
2: in the next two, two weeks. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. So that means you're free most evening, then, for a drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm free whenever. Yeah, yeah, I'm free. Oh, for oh. Okay, well, the right
1: <laughs> 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 Whenever works for you two works for me.
2: <laughs> cool. Right. Enjoyed That's that. Been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Until next yeah. time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank One Third Scouts podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank Three. That's at M A N C T H R And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.